Praise God. I'm Pastor Bill. Nice to, nice to meet you. If you're new here, thank you for coming. Um, this is a healing night. And so um, you've met me on a rare occasion. Calm. feel like I could pull up a chair and we could have coffee and talk. Um, <laughs> then we wouldn't, be, we wouldn't be gone from that coffee table for like five hours. Like, hey, let's go grab a quick, quick cup of coffee. Pastor Wade, does that happen with us? No, that's a five-hour ordeal. And so we're like, we could have played golf, but instead we had coffee. And so uh, it's just one of those things that happen. But uh, hey, man, we've got uh, Brother Cliff and Christy in the house. Come on. How are you guys doing? Glad you're here. Give them a hand. We love Brother Cliff and Christy. Evangelists that go all over the world, set people free, get them saved, baptizing the Holy Spirit in like some mountainous country. Where was that, Brother Cliff? You posted on, on Instagram about a year, well, it was before COVID, you know what I mean? But it, it was like in the mountain mountains of like Nepal, that's where it was. You were in a prayer meeting and people started getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, that was Iraq. Look, when you're in like a hundred and something different countries in like a month, it's, it's, easy, to, it's easy. But man, they're, they're amazing uh, godly, godly husband and wife that travel the world and, and do what God told them to do. Amen. Best thing is to be obedient. And so glad you're here. Well, we're going to get into uh, the word tonight. And why don't we open up to, to Psalms chapter 107, verse 20. Psalms. So this, is, this has been on my heart for a little bit, uh, for probably about I don't know, four or five, six weeks around there. Pastor Mark was preaching on a Sunday and uh, this hit me and I opened up the word, looked at it and I was like, hmm, hmm, that's a healing message right there. And uh, just kind of been marinating on and then what, a week ago or two weeks ago, right before Thanksgiving break, um, he asked me to bring the healing service and Pastor Doug to teach, I think it was the Wednesday before. And so um, we're going to bring this word. Now, if I have to wake you up and you have to like get me out of this amazing blessing of anointing that I'm in right now of like this comfort of the Lord being like on me, we're going to have words, Jamar. <laughs> if everyone out there is like, where's Pastor Bill? Somebody stole him. <laughs> I am literally soaked in, in the Lord right now, like. I don't think you can ruin it for me. So you either want to jump in or jump out. But uh, I would encourage you to jump in. So hey, the, the verse says this. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Even in their mess-ups, the God of the Old Testament was gracious. He sent his word and healed them. The word is the same word in this text. It's the same word that is, means cure, mend. It's the same word that's in Psalms 103, verse 3, that, spe uh, that speaks of this word as well. And it is the same word that's in 1 Peter chapter 2, 24, when it talks about you are healed. So I'm not just picking a, a, a scripture that says, oh, hey, there's, a, there's a, a word named healed in this scripture. I'm just going to jump on it, and who knows what it means. I'm letting you know it means healed, healed of your wounds. He can mend you. 
we've already seen tonight that the Lord has mended his loved ones. Glory to God. Like, come on, man. Like, he, I don't know, Pastor Doug, like, he mended people's wounds and injuries, imprisonment. You know, I think one of the worst imprisonments you could have is, is imprisoning yourself. So, so we, we've got to know what the word healed means. We, we've got to know that, that God wants you healed and that he wants us healed and that he already did it. He already did it. And so some of us love the word and some of us are learning to love the word and some of us are kind of like, what do you mean loving the word? Like it's a book. There's just words on the pages. I get it. Um, hopefully this will help you. But the word says that you're healed. It just does. Some of us know how to confess the word. Some of us will sit back and, and confess Psalms 103, verse 3. Some of us will confess 1 Peter 2, 24. Um, we will confess it, and we will confess it, and we will confess it. But do you believe it? Do, do you truly believe it? Like, do you believe it to the point that you say, I'm not going to the doctor? Do you believe it that much? Now you decide for yourself. I believe we all will have a moment in time where we will make a decision up for ourselves. Mine was with a hernia right there. Thank God Pastor Mark called me when he called me because I was in a heap of pain and I was on the borderline fence of like, I just want to know what it is. I just need to know. And he called and, and he asked one question. And that one question got me so stirred up and so mad. Not at him. I actually apologized to him because I started finding myself that I was preaching at him. And I'm like, I'm not preaching at you. I'm just preaching because I'm mad. And he goes, no, keep preaching. And uh, thank God nobody else was home. But, you know, I'm on my phone and I'm marching, marching through the living room. I'm yelling at the devil. I'm like, devil, I've been used to heal people. I'm going all over the world to heal people in Jesus' name. Y'all, I'm not gonna have a scar on my body. I'd rather die. And pastor says, you keep going. I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> I don't know how much time passed through that, but I was past the point of confessing. I was past the point of saying, no, Jesus, by your stripes, I'm healed. Jesus, by your stripes, oh, Jesus, by your stripes, I'm, oh my gosh, it hurts so good. Don't laugh, don't talk, don't move, oh, it hurts. I was past that point. I crossed the line over where I realized I either believe it or I don't. And look, I'm not gonna go around, I've made the decision, I'm not gonna go around with a scar on my abdomen that every time I get out of the shower and dry off, get dressed, whatever happens, jump in a swimming pool, I'm not going to be sitting there with a reminder of the devil to be playing around with my mind saying, see, you don't really believe. I'm not getting on an airplane with a scar. I'm not doing it. So Jesus, you're either real, you're either honest, you either are trustworthy, you're either faithful or you're a liar, but today I'm finding out. That's just me. You decide for yourself. 
It's kind of like early when I said, hey, if you want to stay in prison, stay in your seat. Freedom's for all of us, but really it comes down to what do you want and what do you believe Jesus is for you? Is he your healer or is he just your savior? Thank God for salvation, man, like nothing better. But are you, are you ready to say, you're my healer? You're my restorer of my marriage. You're the, you're the one that can bring freedom to my alcoholism. You're the one that breaks free from witchcraft. I don't know who that's for. But Jesus can set you free tonight. I'll be more than happy to pray with you. Who's your Jesus? If he's not your healer yet, I'm here to introduce you to the healer. If you're sick tonight, this, this, we're done with that. Unless you don't want to be introduced to the healer. If you don't want to be introduced to the healer, don't come up because this is what will happen. You'll come up kind of unsure if you're ready to be introduced, but you'll kind of be like, I kind of want to see, Brother Cliff. I kind of want to, is this crazy bald-headed dude real? He really believes this? Like, Jesus healed? Like, what? Who's this guy think he is? I ain't nothing special, but Jesus in me is. See, I got that figured out. So don't come up if you're kind of tiptoeing around going, mm, I'm kind of not sure, I'm kind of not sure. I'm kinda, mm, we'll see. Unless, unless I flat out just like, come on, man, I'll, I'll, I'll jump from the rooftop. The reason I'm saying that is this. If you are already hesitant with unbelief, you know what you're going to get when you get up here? More unbelief. It's just, it's just a real thing. I don't know how else to preach the, the Bible except just like be completely like real. Jesus died for you. Every single stripe he took on his body already says you're healed. Do you believe it? Faith like a mustard seed. Mustard seed. It ain't much. Can move mountains. Come on, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I know, man, this is like the, this is the most simple, I mean, I've kind of gone away from the message a little bit from what I wrote out, but that's okay. It's the, it's the same vein. You're getting healed tonight. It's the business that Jesus is in. He said, I'm doing my father's business. Didn't he say that? His father's business was the Holy Ghost heavenly hospital. That's what it is. Now, because you're a son and daughter of Jesus, you've been saved, one of the benefit packages we got, Pastor Wade, yes, on our benefit insurance card of Holy Ghost Heaven Jesus Insurance is healed. We don't even need a prescription. Just healed. You come up, this how easy it is. Bible says, believers will lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. It doesn't say maybe recover. It doesn't say, ah, no, shall recover. Shall's one of those, I don't know where, where Sergeant Snyder is, but in police work, shall's one of those horrible words in a police policy that means you have to do it. It's the worst word in police policy because things happen and you kind of forget some things, but you're going to get in trouble. No grace on that one. 
Oh, you didn't double lock the handcuffs? Written up. Ah, I forgot. But you don't forget again, because it says you shall. It doesn't say you should. It says you shall. Right? Jesus' insurance says, shall be healed. There's no doubt there. Jesus doesn't even speak in doubt. He doesn't even speak in if. He says you come, you get healed. He says you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. It doesn't say, you see that word? He says you shall be saved. It didn't say maybe. It didn't say, mm, if I like you. Hey, if you brush your teeth today. Put some deodorant on. No, it says you shall. Just simple. It's just, it, it, it's as simple. He made it so simple that even I get it. You can laugh at me, it's okay. The, the problem with some of our confessions is that it doesn't happen fast enough and, and we jump back to our, our thing we were raised in. See, guess it wasn't real. Just stories. It wasn't as fast as a drive through at McDonald's. Guess it's not real. Like, wait a minute, Pastor Bill, how long did you pray in your house? Oh, that day? Yeah, I stayed there for several hours. I stayed there for several hours. I kid you not. It was around 8 o'clock when I finally, like, got out of bed. And then I sat on the couch, and I didn't want to get up because it hurt. I didn't want to move because it hurt. So I just sat there. And Pastor Mark called right around quarter to 10-ish. It was around 3-ish when it was done and settled. And then the next morning, I wake up, and I'm like, Lord, God, I'm healed. Thank you, Jesus. Went and made breakfast, went and had coffee, sat down. And no kidding, it was, it, was, it was like this. It was as though something poked where the injury used to be. It just was like a slight poke. Slight poke. That devil came to try to steal a seed. So what I decided to do was I giggled, I laughed, and I said, devil, you better get out of here. I'm already healed. If you want me to spend another five, six hours in the, in the Holy Ghost, you don't know what you got. You don't want that. He doesn't want that. He wanted to, he wanted to poke and be go, uh-oh, it's not real. And then boom, and then a surgery, and then a scar, and then condemnation the rest of my life. That's the route the devil wanted. I just had to remind him, uh-uh, I'm already healed. Glory to God, thank you, Jesus. So I got up and started walking around, moving up, walking up and down the stairs just to prove it to him, just to shove it back in his face. And then I said to him, well, now that you got me up and mad, now I'm praying. <laughs> See, that teaches him, I don't wanna mess with Bill. You know why? Because he, he will pray and pray and pray and pray. He'll get stronger. He'll get more stirred up. He'll get stronger. He'll get more bold. Pretty soon, I started something I didn't want to start. But what do you do? Mm, sorry. Sorry I asked that. I'm sharing with you so that you can sit back and go, hey, if it works for him, it can work for me. Because that's as plain as it gets. If it works for me, it can work for you. Or do you want to drive through prayer? Jesus, I command the pain to be gone right now, and I'm healed. Awesome, let's go. Oh, I thought I was healed, Pastor Mickey. Mm. Guess it didn't work. 
hey, Jen, I think I'm going to go to the doctor's office. And if I would have made that phone call, I hope my wife would have sat there and been like, fool, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you get back up, you start walking around that house and start praying. Though. That, that's probably what my wife would say. Thank God. Be careful and be mindful who you call. Don't be calling somebody's going to be like, dude, I'll be right there to pick you up and we'll take you to the ER. I'll make sure it's purple stitches for you. Come on, man. His word is so true. It's unbreakable. It's unbreakable. You can see, you can see in, this, in, this, in this scripture how the steps lay out. It's super simple. And so we're gonna look at this so that you can understand the steps and the prescription that gets you a simple, simple, simple healing. And I know it's true because as I was studying this out, the Lord continued to remind me of what he shared with me in a long time ago on a, on a road trip. I love driving on road trips because I have a belief. Um, and when I heard Brother, Brother Cliff speak about it one time, I'm like, dude, he does the same thing I do. Not realizing that I'm younger, so I do the same thing he does. I think I'm younger. Um, we might be the same age. But I picture that Jesus rides shotgun and that we talk. And so I'm praying in the Holy Ghost and I'm praying in the Holy Ghost and, and either my flesh or, or the enemy, I don't like to give them that much credit. So I just kind of say my flesh was like, hey, you're almost done with that hour. And I was like, ooh, yeah, I could. I said I was gonna pray in tongues for an hour so I can be done. But as that thought hit me, I'm like, mm, another hour because I'm gonna put my flesh under. And so um, that one was about four hours, um, but I was okay with it because by the, by the time somewhere in that three to four hour range is when the, when the Lord blessed me with this. He said, show me what my people praise me about and I'll show you what they believe. And I went, ooh, what do I praise you about? Do I praise you about things I already received or do I praise you about the things that are unseen? You're, you're, going to want to, you're going to want to really grasp that because um, we're, going to, we're going to go back to 107.20. I'll just read it for you. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. In Psalms 107 verse 1, here's, here, that's what God did. God healed them. This is what we are to do. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Come come. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They, they praise the Lord. They gave thanks to the Lord for he is good. They did this before they got healed. They did this while they were in destruction. They did this while they had the hernia. What are you doing in your hernia? Notice the hernia is whatever it needs to be. Sickness, disease, cancer, whatever that is, addiction. What are you doing through that? Are you waiting to be healed and then praise? You're doing it backwards. You're doing it backwards. 
We should be praising the Lord because he's good. He's faithful to his word. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Look, as, as we confess, we can sit there and confess it, but I tell you what, there's a, there's a transportation that happens in the spirit. Hallelujah. You can confess, yes, the Lord is good. I confess the Lord is good, and he healed me of all my iniquities. He healed me of my diseases. Yes, that, that's awesome. But here's what happens when we praise him. We confess it here. But when we change it to glory to God, God, you are the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You're my healer. You're my deliverer. Thank you, Lord, that I am healed in Jesus' name. All of a sudden, it transports you from confession to manifestation. It, it, praise does something in our spirit that confession can't. Confessing is part of it, don't hear, don't, don't get me, don't go in a ditch here that I'm saying. Confession is a part of it, but praise is the step that transports us to the manifestation. Because praise does something to our spirit that lifts our spirit that God is who he says he is. You can't praise the Lord in fake. You might be able to confess it. I've had some confessions. Man, I tell you what, when, before I left the police work, I would drive to work, and I would, I love my job. I'm so blessed to go to this stupid job again and risk my life for people I don't even know. God, I love this job. Confessions was not changing my view. I was trying to say something that I knew was true because I knew I wasn't called there anymore. I was called to finally step into what I've been called to do, so I was trying to confess it to believe it. I was trying. And I kept confessing, and I kept confessing. Finally, at Eagle and Pine, right out here, a lot of, a lot, God, I swear the Holy Ghost is at Eagle and Pine. <laughs> I kid you not. He answers me at Eagle and Pine all the time. And so when, it turned, when the light turns ragged, eagle and pine, I'm like, glory to God, here comes an answer. And so he trained me pretty well on that one. And so I get to eagle and pine one night. This is months after making those awesome confessions. And uh, months, and I get stopped at eagle and pine, and all of a sudden I'm like, Lord, why? Why would you have me have a job that is so fun, so amazing, I get to help people, and why would you take it away? See, he kind of finally answered me when I became real. When I stopped lying to him, Pastor Doug, when I stopped lying to the Lord in prayer, because he was sitting there going, that's not what your heart's saying. That ain't what your heart's saying, son. Your heart's wondering and wanting to yell at me a little bit. It took several months for me to finally be real with the Lord, the eagle and pine at a stoplight when I'm la and I said that. Why did you give me a job and then you took it away? Oh, his answer his answer was amazing. He said, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not taking anything away from you, son. I enabled you to do it so that you would know when you stepped away that you were truly called and you would never go back. He cares about us so much. He loves us so much. He loves you so much. You're not sick because of him. God doesn't get you sick so that you have a testimony. Doesn't happen that way. How can that happen and the words say he's a good father? 
The word also says that as heavenly parents, and we want to bless our kids, even heaven, or earthly parents want to bless our kids, and yet we're sinful. How much greater does the Father in heaven want to bless his children? So we're talking about a Father that wants to bless us, I mean, and give us power, give us strength, heaven for eternity, break us out of bondage and addictions and all that. Oh, but here's, you're going to be sick so I can be glorified. That don't even make sense. It don't even make sense, and people are out there teaching that. Ooh, God must want you sick. Something's coming out of it. Oh, he just wanted you home to have another angel. I literally got... Is this being live-streamed or anything? I got a text message today while I was studying... I can't say who it's from. I got a text message that was about this long, talking about somebody that they had lost and, and so forth. And, and, and loss is hard. No, none of us, were, we weren't created to, to deal with loss. So I get it. I totally get it. But this person, this person texts me and says, um, I guess the Lord needed another angel. And I was just like, oh. God bless her. I set my phone down and continued to study. I know what, I know what this person means, even if they really do think that. Not, that. not the time to correct somebody, right? But I want us to know. I want us to know. We don't die and become angels. Amen? And so we need to understand that if, if Psalms 120 says we're healed, but... That's what God did, and that's what God does every time. He always heals us, always. Not sometimes, always. It's yes and amen. His promises are yes and amen. So what's the part that we have to play in? Are you praising him? Are you praising him before the healing? Are you praising him? Show me what my people praise me about, and I'll show you what they believe. I'll show you what they believe. God sent his word. It's already done. He already sent his word. Done. Jesus already bore the stripes. He already hung on the cross. He already raised from the grave. He sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you right now. And now, 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 and now. I always wonder, I wonder if his intercession prayer is like, Lord, would you please give them wisdom right now so they can get this so I can move on to the next prayer? <laughs> I know he's nothing like us, so he probably doesn't pray that, but I, that's the way my mind thinks. But God already did. Jesus already came. Jesus already drank from the cup. He already drank from the cup. The Holy Spirit has come. He's our comforter. He's our guide. He's teaching us. Are you asking to be taught? Are you asking to be guided by him? In John 1.1, it says, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Already done. Finished. God already did it. In 1 Peter 2.24, I've referenced this already. It says, who himself bore our sins, not his sins, 
our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you are healed. Already done. God already did it. He did it already. He did it. It blows my mind away that the, the Bible is so simple that in verse 20 he tells us we're healed, but in verse one he's saying, have you done this yet? Us, I don't know why, but us, us Americans, we love prescriptions. And what I mean by that is, pres- well, we do really love prescriptions because like, it's on the highest incline than any other drug. So that actually is a true statement. What I meant to say is this. We love being prescribed methods. We know somebody that loves formulas. The, the person is like, show me one, two, three, and I love it. You know, and, and that's cool. That's the way certain people's minds work. Me, I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> Do you have a plan? He'll tell me. Let's just go. Do you have a sermon? He'll tell me. At least by the second or third song, I think. I study. I have notes. But he, he tells us in verse one, give thanks to the Lord. Have you thanked him? Have you thanked him for your healing? Have you? If you haven't, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start telling you right now before you come up and receive prayer, start praying, start, start praising him and saying, well, like just under your breath, thank you for my healing. Thank you, I'm healed. Thank you, I'm healed. Thank you that I'm healed. Thank you, Lord, that you already healed me. And watch, you, there's gonna be some of you, thank you, Lord, there's gonna be some of you that actually don't have to come up because you actually do it. And the ones that have to come up, that's okay too because the Bible tells us that we should lay hands on, on one another. So we're still doing what the Bible says. Right now, we are doing exactly what the Bible tells us to do. Step by step. God has to, has to own up to his part. He has to. He can't lie. He can't lie. So this tells us that we should do, we should be praising him, and you should be praising him because he is good and his mercy endures forever. Forever. But oh, I'm sick with cancer. No, 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 no. His mercy endures forever and every name shall bow at the name of Jesus. He already did it. He already did it. So we're being taught right here, right now, tonight, that we should be giving thanks to the Lord because he is good. He's so good. We should be thanking him for everything and anything that has happened while they were still, right? They were praising him while they were still going through the junk. They hadn't yet been healed, but they were praising him. And he delivered because he's faithful to his word, because he's faithful to who he is. He cannot lie. He shall not lie. They remembered in the past what the Lord had pulled them from and delivered them from and maybe started out praising him from that. So what has the Lord already done for us? What has the Lord already done for you? Start praising him about those. Start praising him about those in your your personal time. Start praising him about that right now in your seat quietly saying, thank you that I'm saved. Thank you that you healed me from this. There's some women up here tonight that already got delivered and saved and healed 
So start, start thanking him for that. Start thanking him for that. He's faithful. He has to be faithful because his word says so. He cannot lie against his own word. So you might not believe me, but in Hebrews chapter six, verse 17 through 18, and the Passion Translation says it this way. I just chose this translation because I like it. I like the King James Ver- New King James Version 2 and ESV, but I-, I really do like this one. So in the same way, God wanted to end all doubt and confirm it even more forcefully to those who would inherit his promises. His purpose was unchangeable. So God added his vow to the promise. So it is impossible for God to lie, for we know that his promise and his vow will never change. And now we have run into his heart. Oh, I love this. This is beautiful. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. Not by our own righteousness, not by our own might, not by our own work, our own power, but we are hiding in his heart of his faithfulness. This is where we find his strength and comfort, for he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time, an unshakable hope, to seize, to take hold. I I, I love the word seize because it's such an actionable word. Having a canine, he seized people with his teeth. It was fun to watch. I'm sure there's some kind of psychology behind it, Pastor Mickey, but... The reason it was fun to watch was because of all the training that took place. But I'm telling you, there was something awesome, Jules, about seeing a dog that you spend all your time with seize somebody that was trying to harm the community. Seize, took hold of. And you know what? He won't let go. That dog wouldn't let go. He grabbed a hold of a murder suspect one time, and that dude started punching him in the face. And, and I saw Diesel, he was sitting there punching. He, was, he, he bit the suspect in the inside, inside thigh. It had to feel really good. I mean, it, it had to hurt. Like, just pinch yourself right there. And, and, oh, he was going at it. Diesel's sitting there jumping backwards. He's 45, 55 pounds, and he's jumping backwards. He's pulling six foot four, 240 pounds. And this dog was going for it. It was rad. And so he's pulling, and this suspect's punching him in the head. And I'm, I'm sitting there, stop resisting, stop resisting, stop punching the dog. And all of a sudden you see Diesel move his eyeballs. He moved his eyeball like Mike Tyson did to Holyfield's ear probably. And he moved his eyeballs and here comes the punch. And at the perfect timing, Diesel seized the guy's hand in his mouth and broke all of his bones. No, praise God, he was a murder suspect. Oh, come on, man. We can have fun up in in church. Come on. If we're going to spend eternity together, we need to start laughing together. (laughs) Laughing is like medicine. Amen. He already did it. He established it. We should seize it like a police dog. We should seize our healing like a bite from a dog that won't let go. He just keeps shaking, and he gets punched, and he gets more angry. They, oh, they love getting punched. Arr, arr, arr. And I mean, 45, 50-pound dog moving six foot four, 240? 
What are you willing to do to grab hold of your healing and not let go? When you first feel that little poke in your hernia, are you gonna sit back down and say, oh, I guess it didn't work? Are you gonna grab hold of it and are you gonna seize it and not let go? I'm telling you what, being a Christian isn't easy. It's not all roses and, and petals of sunflower seeds and feathers. Come on, man. That's the best I could think of. That's all I had in this poetry head. There's too many references about being soldiers. Grab a hold, seize, take it violently. I ain't letting this go. Devil, you're gonna have to pry from my dead, cold, white knuckled hands. And I already know, it's been established, it's mine, get out. What are you willing to do? Christianity isn't this simple. Oh, we're just gonna go get praise. Please God, I hope I get healed. It's established, grab a hold of it. Pastor Bill, why do you get so kind of intense and angry? Because it's yours. He didn't die for nothing. I tell you what, when you go up and somebody, and Jesus is sitting there going, oh, you're thirsty? Oh, but I don't know. Do you really want me to be, do you want, am I supposed to take a drink from the living well? He died for it. He can't die again. I'm telling you what, if I died for somebody out in police work and they ended up continue being dumb, Thank you, Benji. And I died and I orphaned my wife and kids and I'm sitting in heaven watching this dumb person not truly accept the gift of my life. And I'm watching my kids and wife not having, well, they'd probably be like, Lord of God, we got millions of dollars. No, I'm joking. I mean, they would have. But I'm sure they would be hurt. And I'd be sitting there watching them cry themselves to sleep. How do I know that? Because when Peyton was only like little bitty, like third, fourth grade, I'd get home at 4.30 in the morning and she'd still be awake wondering if daddy was coming home. So imagine how I would feel, how you would feel sitting in heaven and watching that and the, and the dumb person, thank you, Benji, didn't accept the gift of your life, was it worth it? That should make us comprehend and understand a little bit of when we don't seize and grab hold of what Jesus died for on that tree. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father going, come on, come on, take it, take hold. Take hold and never let go. Take hold and never let go. Come on, man. He's, he is rooting for us. He's not hoping for you. He's not hoping you get healed. He's not hoping you accept him as a savior. He's rooting you on saying, come on, take hold. Take hold. Take hold. Listen to what Pastor Bill's saying. Listen to what that crazy bald-headed guy's saying right now. Grab a hold of it. If the heavens were open, and they are open, but I mean open for all of us to see, you would be seeing people peering over, huh, Pastor Wade? Peering over as though it was like the, the Roman uh, amphitheaters and so forth. Peering over, going, come on, come on, come on. They're gonna get healed tonight. They're gonna get healed. They're gonna grab hold. Dad, they're gonna grab hold. Come on, man. Jesus is so real. His blood was not shed for just a hope. 
His blood was shed for an assurance, a guaranteed healing. It, his, his blood prescription, the side effects of Jesus' blood is this. Accept my blood and be perfectly made clean. Well, wait, wait, do I get diarrhea? No. Do I get, do I get rashes? No. No, no, what, what, wait, wait, there's gotta be side effects, Justin. Well, yeah, there's a few, but you're gonna really enjoy them. Wait a minute, what, what are they? It's freedom! It's dunamis power. Power that's like an explosion. Courage and boldness to go in places that he tells you to go and pray for people you should be praying for and leading people from the pit to the heavens. Glory to God. That's what, that's what Jesus did for us on the cross. That's what he always has done. That's what he will continue to do. Glory to God. 1 Peter 2.24, let me read it again. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on a tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By whose stripes you were healed, he already healed you, he already did his part. What is left to do? Here's what's left to do for you and me and for you. It's this. You've gotta do your part. We're going to praise him, for he is good. And that, that he sent his word, his word being Jesus, and the word died on the cross and bore the stripes that you were healed already. And you are healed in Jesus' name. Then we're gonna come to the altar, those that need to be prayed for, then you're gonna come to the altar and you're going to grab hold. You're gonna seize the, hay, the healing by the laying on of hands. I believe and know, like I said earlier, I know that I know some of you have already been healed and set free and delivered already because you started the prescribed medicine. You already started thanking him for he is good. Paul in Acts 19.11 said that, that the handkerchiefs from his sweat, the anointing would go into his handkerchiefs and they would be taken out to the sick and they would be healed. So that you know what you're doing tonight, that you're coming to the altar to grab hold, to seize the healing, is biblical as well. There's a story of a paralytic man that had friends that was courageous enough to try to take him to Jesus, and it was awesome. There's days coming to this church that are going to be just the same and better because the word says so. We're not going to need, we're not, look. You know why these friends took this, their paralytic friend to Jesus to get healed? They heard about him. You know how they heard about him? People shared their testimonies about Jesus. Amen. People shared their testimonies about them being saved. People shared their testimonies about, about drug addiction being broken, about healings being, being healed, about all of the freedom that Jesus Christ has done for us. People started sharing. And so the paralytic and the four friends were like, oh, hey, the guy's here. We're gonna go to church. They went to church, but they couldn't get in the door. But when you wanna grab hold and seize, you know what you're willing to do? Just like Diesel with that murder suspect, he was willing to go through a fence in the pitch dark black and jump into a play structure and grab hold. And then he was willing to go back and grab hold. And then he was willing to grab him and drag him through a 13-inch deck all the way underneath 24 feet. 
What are you willing to crawl through? Maybe when, you're, maybe when it becomes so real, they're like, oh my gosh, Pastor Mark's preaching healing. Oh my gosh, a, a man of God is coming to our church for a healing message. Oh my gosh, revival's here. I've got to tell people, I didn't say revival's coming. Revival's here. We see miracle after miracle. We see salvation after salvation. I get to talk with people. I got bumped into before service tonight. A gal came up to me and says, Pastor Bill, you wouldn't believe. Remember that one service night, Wednesday night? You, somebody, an usher brought you a handkerchief and, and you held up that handkerchief and you prayed over people and you gave it back to me and my mom got healed and she's here tonight. That's revival. That's just, that's just a, but it takes us going out and sharing the testimony of Jesus Christ, people will come to see Jesus. And when that happens, you know what we don't need? We don't need street signs, we don't need gimmicks, we don't need anything, you know why? Because we got Jesus. He's the best gimmick in the entire world. You know what the sign out front will say? Jesus is here again. You wanna get saved? Come. You, need, you wanna drop off your wheelchairs? Come. That's what will happen. Hospitals will shut down like they did in Spokane, Washington with John G. Lake. The time is coming. Are you willing to step up and grab hold of what he's called you to do? Amen? We're gonna praise him and we're gonna thank him for he is good and if, if the worship team can go up and do this real quick, we're gonna, we're gonna praise him. We're gonna praise him. We're gonna stand up. We're gonna shout. We're gonna act as though who cares who sees us. Because we shouldn't care who sees us. There was an old DC talk song called Jesus Freak. I don't, yeah, come on, glory to God, I love that song. If you wanna be a Jesus Freak, praise God. If you wanna leave, praise God, leave. No condemnation, you need to get your kid, get your kid and come back and get them free. I'm not joking around, tonight, 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 grab hold.